All financial advice provided on this show is for entertainment and educational purposes only. The financial ideas and strategies discussed are only provided as a starting point for a conversation about money matters. With regard to your particular investments and financial strategies, consult your financial planner, CPA, or investment professional. All your financial decisions are yours and yours alone to make and subsequently are solely your responsibility. The information that is supplied through the context of the radio program and any repurposing of its content by the host or network is a combination and collection of solid financial investment understanding, opinion, and comments. This network, show, and its host are not liable for financial strategies, outcomes that you employ in any manner that result in any kind of loss. Shares of corporate sponsors may be the subject of buy or sell recommendations in Jay Taylor's newsletter in accordance with Jay's objective opinion. Welcome to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. This hour will help investors fix issues and achieve personal gain. Now, here's your host, Jay Taylor. Welcome to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. I am your host, Jay Taylor, speaking to you from my office here in Queens, New York City, on the 11th day of April, 2017. Before we get into today's show, let me, let me remind you that I am also the editor of a newsletter, Jay Taylor's Gold Energy and Tech Stocks, and that you can subscribe to that letter by going to miningstocks.com. Uh, or call our office in New York uh, at uh, 718-457-1426, 718-457-1426. And I might just mention that with gold now threatening to break out to the upside, I think you owe it to yourself to at least take out a three-month trial to my letter. You can do that for $69 for three months. It's a weekly letter plus three monthly issues as well. Go to miningstocks.com, miningstocks.com to do that. Again, as I look at the uh, at the screen here, I see that gold is uh, at twelve seventy five or so, so very near uh, a key breakout area. So uh, keep your eye on the on the yellow metal as well as the mining shares that are doing very nicely today as well as a result of this move up in gold. Let me suggest that you also consider subscribing to Chen Lin's letter. What is Chen buying? What is Chen selling? Uh, to do that, you need to go to Chen Stock Picks. Chen, or it's chenpicks.com is the place to go to to sign up for my friend Chen Lin's letter. I want to thank uh, each of you for listening to this show, making it one of the more popular shows on Voice America Business Channel. Also, suggest that you continue your questions, uh, qu- criticisms, praises, what have you. Send them along to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. Uh, my apologies for not being able to, uh, to get to some of those questions. I would like to do more of that. Uh, and we are now moving Michael Oliver to um, to a podcast that you can also listen to at Jay Taylor Media. Uh, by doing that, we give Michael more time and also have more time to address questions and some of the comments that uh, that I might have personally that I don't have time uh, to, uh, to to uh, share with you uh, as the uh, as the program has been structured. So we're changing things around a little bit. Uh, but go to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com to uh, let me know about your your thoughts about the show um, and any suggestions you might have. In fact, today we are going to be talking to um, uh, Daryl McMillan uh, as a result of uh, one of the questions that was sent in some time ago uh, to this uh, to us here. We do want to thank our sponsors for making this show economically viable. Our sponsors for today's show are Dynasert, Chilean Metals, Arvista Gold Corp., Trimetals Mining, Telson Resources, Aron Resources, Novo Resources, and Uranium Energy Corp. 
I've titled today's show, Using Gold as Money for Gains. And uh, Daryl McMillan, as I just mentioned, Daryl McMullen, I should say, is uh, back with us. He's from Gold Money. And Jean Lafleur uh, will return as well at uh, after the first commercial break. Daryl will explain how you can make money, actually, by turning those uh, dollars into gold and then turning them back into dollars when you need to spend them. He'll talk to us about that uh, when he is with us about half past the hour. And Jean Lafleur, uh, well, he heads up one of the most, one of the largest underdeveloped gold deposits in Canada, and he'll be here to tell us why he thinks Arvista is one of the most undervalued gold exploration stocks in America. And I must say that I tend to agree with that. It is one of my favorite holdings, one of my favorite recommendations in my newsletter. It is also personally one of my larger holdings. Um, but getting back to gold money, even though governments around the world despise honest money in the forms of gold or silver, modern technology, modern IT technology has has made it possible to legally own and use gold as money anyway, and by so doing gain wealth over what is your fate if you choose to keep your paycheck in the dollars or other legally, but I would argue morally illegitimate forms of money like the dollar and other fiat currencies. Well, Daryl will share with us the latest progress being made by gold money, some of the latest uh, products that they have and, and how you can use them to your benefit and and perhaps um, allay some of, the, some of the fears and concerns about using gold money. Uh, I can tell you that I have used uh, some of their services, one in particular that it's certainly uh, I've gained comfort from using it. I don't haven't used it a whole lot simply because we live our life in dollars and it's uh, to switch over is, uh, you know, to, to make that change is, is sometimes difficult. Uh, but certainly, you know, the dollar, the gold is up over 10% today with today's gains over 10%. Now, if you think about it, if you take in your savings, put them into gold instead of leaving them into a, what is really amounts to a negative um, interest rate scenario at a bank because after you pay your fees, you get nothing, in fact, for interest. Uh, you're losing money even in nominal terms, but uh, at least if you gain 10% in, of wealth in your savings in the form of gold, you've certainly kept up with inflation so far this year and, and then some, I would argue. So I think there's a good case to be made and we're going we're gonna to hear from, uh, from Mr. McMullen later uh, at half past the hour. Concerning uh, the Arvista Gold Corp deposit, well, this is, as I say, I think it's one of the most dramatically undervalued gold exploration companies because I certainly believe it's on its way to establishing another major gold deposit in Quebec, very much akin to uh, those that made Detour Gold and a Cisco Gold royalties into the companies they are today, very substantial, large cap well, relatively large cap in the gold mining sector anyway. And uh, as I was preparing for the show today, I noticed that Arvista has announced a new 43101 resource from its Douai gold project in Quebec, and that's using a, a 0.3 gram per ton cutoff. Uh, it gives them 3.5 million ounces of gold at a grade of 0.77 grams per ton. If you raise that cutoff to a half a gram per ton, uh, it takes the number of ounces down to 2.8 million, but the average is 1.05 grams per ton, certainly in the range of profitable operations, large-scale, open-pit, bulk-tonnage profitable operations in Quebec and Ontario these days. So um, not only that, but uh, management announced at the end of last week that they have increased or actually more than doubled the size of their Douai Gold Project as they've understood the 
the geology behind it and the potential for this property. So this is a very exciting story, and I hope that you'll listen to what Jean Lefleur has to say. It, uh, he'll be with us right after the first uh, commercial break. There are so many companies. Uh, so at the you know when we're in a bull market in gold, it is the most exciting thing. On the other on the other hand, when we're in a bear market, it's just drudgery. I must admit, and we've been, you know, we just went through five years. Last year was the first year of of an, of an up market, and we're starting to have a lot of fun now uh, in this gold sector. But besides uh, our Vista, and we'll be talking to Jean in just a moment, the other companies like Trimetals, Mining, Telson Resources, RN Resources, Novo Resources, well, they are all companies that I really have uh, very excited about, and we'll be talking to the CEOs of all those companies in the near future. Uh, but I would also mention that um, there just isn't enough time to talk to you about all of these things. And there's companies that are not sponsors of this show I want you to know about as well. And so we, I've put together something called the Top Stock Picks, which is the podcast I just mentioned. Uh, you can go to listen to what Michael Oliver had to say. I pre-recorded him last evening. Michael's very concerned or thinks you should really watch the dollar very closely now. He said, don't, don't pay too much attention to gold and silver. Watch the dollar because once the dollar heads lower and he thinks that's imminent, we're going to see a big tailwind uh, at the whole commodity sector, including the gold and silver Market. So that was Mark Michael's advice. He'd like to hear more. Go to uh, go to jtaylormedia.com. Not only to listen to Michael this week, but also Gwen Preston, uh, of um, who is a newsletter writer and will also be speaking uh, at the Metals Investor Forum that I will be a part of on May sixth and fifth, uh, May fifth and May sixth in Vancouver. And Gwen had some very interesting things to tell you uh, at jtaylormedia.com uh, as well. Uh, four companies that she highlighted, Bonterra Resources, Arizona Star, Atlantic, Atlantic Gold Corp, and Integra Gold Corp. She explains in uh, considerable detail why she really likes those. And, of course, she'll be talking to uh, to us. Uh, well, you can listen to what she has to say at uh, J. Taylor Media, but she will be at the uh, Metals Investor Forum. And speaking of the Metals Investor Forum, don't delay. If you have any intention of going there, go immediately to jtaylormedia.com, jtaylormedia.com. Click on the, um, uh, click on the banner, uh, the Metals Investor Forum banner. Give your name and email address to ensure a seat at this conference. It is limited in space. The space uh, will, will, de- will uh, limit the number of people that they accept as attendees. Uh, I can tell you that in January they did draw the limit and uh, not everybody was able to get in. Uh, I understand there's an even hotter market now. So if you have any intentions of going to that event on May 5th and May 6th at the Rosewood Hotel in Georgia, the Rosewell, the Rosewood Hotel, Georgia in downtown Vancouver, go to J. Taylor Media immediately and sign up for that. Well, we do have to go to commercial break now, but don't go away because when we come back, Jean Lafleur of our Vista Gold Corp will be with us. Oren Resources is a Canadian-based gold exploration company focused on the company's flagship Committee Bay project located in northern Canada, one of the best mining jurisdictions in the world. The company's current resource outlined by drilling thus far stands at 1.1 million ounces of gold at over 8 grams per ton. Oren is operated by the same team that founded Asenko Gold, which is constructing a major gold mine in West Africa, and Caden Resources, which was recently purchased in November for over $200 million. 
Chilean Metals is a Canadian junior exploration company focusing on high potential copper, gold prospects in Chile and Canada. Chilean Metals Zulima property is a Candelaria-like prospect, one of the largest mines in the world. The company has begun its drill program in Chile on its Zulima property and should be completed by the end of February. We also own a 3% royalty on future production on Tech Resources Copa Query property, potentially worth millions of dollars annually. This is the time to invest in Chilean metals, a discovery story with a hedge. Traded TSX Venture under symbol CMX. TriMetals Mining is a growth-focused mineral exploration company exploring and developing its near-surface Gold Springs Gold Silver Project in mining-friendly Nevada and Utah. TriMetals has only drilled less than 10% of the gold targets at Gold Springs, and it already has a gold resource with a robust preliminary economic assessment. TriMetals believes that with further drilling, there is a significant potential to discover 3 to 5 million ounces of gold at Gold Springs. TriMetals shares are listed on the OTCQX and the TSX under symbols TMIAF and TMI respectively, and its website is TriMetalsMining.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. I am your host, Jay Taylor, and I'm really glad to have with me once again Jean Lafleur. He's the president and CEO of Arvista Gold Corp. Uh, he's been with us before, but uh, the company's made a lot of progress since we last talked to him, so we want to catch up with him on some of those, uh, some of those items, um, things that have been done on the property, uh, on the Douai property in Quebec. Uh, for those of you who may not be familiar with Jean, who haven't heard him on our show before, he, as I mentioned, he is the president and CEO of Arvista Gold Corp. Uh, he's a professional geologist with over 30 years of experience, and he's worked for household name companies, many, uh, several of them, uh, like Newmont, Falcon Bridge, Placer Dome. Uh, from 1998 to 2003, he worked with McWaters Mining. That's a Quebec-based junior at that time, exploration and mining company, and was instrumental in the discovery of new ore reserves for uh, the company's gold projects in Valdor and the Malartic Mining Camp, including uh, and developing the bulk exploration programs uh, at the Canadian Malartic Gold Property, which eventually became a Cisco's 10-plus uh, million ounce uh, Canadian Malartic deposit, a phenomenal deposit and a very profitable one at that. So I'm really pleased to have Jean with me. Thanks for joining me again, Jean. Appreciate it, Jay. It's always a pleasure uh, talking to you. And I understand you're up on the property today getting ready for some of your major shareholders are going to be um, at, at camp to see what, you, see what you're up to up there, right? Exactly. I mean, uh, it's exciting times. Uh, uh, the weather is, uh, is still favorable for, for drilling, and uh, we felt that it was a good time to have... Uh, uh, our financiers and major shareholders that came in uh, last year, uh, it was a good time for them to come and visit. So there's about a dozen of them. They'll be here tomorrow. 
and uh, having a tour, looking at rocks, uh, checking our drills, and uh, making sure that their, their money is well spent. Yeah, and I might mention before we go any further, uh, just just for the, uh, for the information of our listeners, you trade in Toronto under the symbol AVA. You can buy it down here in the States as I have under the symbol ARVSF. ARVSF, 138.5 million shares. And, you know, Jean, I'm looking at it in U.S. money today at about 24 cents or so. Gives you a market cap of U.S. $33 million. It's, um, you know, I mean, if you didn't have anything, that might be an expensive stock. But, I mean, you recently put out a, a not a pit constraint, but a, a resource of 4.4 million ounces of gold. A pretty substantial start. And, um, I guess that was with a half a gram cutoff or something like that. Talk to us a little bit about what you have there now and where you're going to be taking this company, where you're going to be taking an, on your exploration project uh, program this year. Uh, you just this morning put out uh, a resource, uh, talked about a pit-constrained resource. That is, I guess, I guess what the regulators make you do is talk about the ounces that would be mineable economically within a pit, given the amount of drilling and exploration you've done up to this point in time, right? And so I'm looking at something in one number here that at a half a gram, you have 2.8 million ounces in a pit-constrained resource. But talk to us a little bit about what you have now and what the potential is for maybe expanding up to that 4.4 million ounce resource uh, with some more drilling. Just talk to us about what your plans are this year for, for exploration at the Douay. Right, Jay. I mean, the, out, the outcome is is set. You know, we've given ourselves a, a 5 million ounce target in terms of our eventual uh, reserve. We feel that for the Abitibi here in Quebec and Ontario, uh, a deposit that has 5 million ounces, uh, open pitable type scenario, it's a great space to be in, and that's that's sort of our strategy, our objective. Mm-hmm. And last year, we spent quite a bit of time and some money to reevaluate Douay after 40 years of exploration by a number of companies, many geologists. It was the first time, you know, that we took the opportunity to basically simplify the geology, simplify the deposit, come up with a a much better model to, to go forward in the exploration. And we felt that we had probably pretty close to the 5 million ounces in unconstrained mill resources, uh-huh. an inferred category. And, of course, we put out the number um, of the 4.4. Um, but logically, with the new uh, securities regulations, you basically have to put out a number that is constrained, and in our case, in a pit scenario, but the 2.8 million ounces, that's significant. I mean, even though at the low level of, of quality of the resources, you know, we're converting 60 to 65%. And as the project moves ahead with more drilling, more work, uh, I'd like to see that conversion get up to the 80, 90% range that usually happens when you get more information. So as we get closer to the five and maybe the six million ounces, we'll have a much better conversion closer to that five million ounces that we're looking for. I mean, that's a strategy. Mm-hmm. And we basically, you know, financed the $6 million Canadian in November with that in mind. So we, we felt that with a 30,000 meter or 100,000 foot drill program uh, this winter, uh, Q1, Q2, uh, we'd be able to show the ounces. And that's what we're doing right now. And, and maybe it's, it's just a bit of background. Uh, the project 
you know, it's located right in the middle of the Abitibi, so we're very close to uh, the Canadian Arctic Open Pit. We're very close mm-hmm. to the Detour Open Pit. It's in the same camp, same belt, same geology. So we're confident about our numbers, right? So right now, we're halfway through the drilling campaign. We've had great uh, weather support from the weather, so we've been able to drill in areas that uh, generally in the summer much harder access because of the uh, swamps. But right now, uh, we're more than halfway through. The idea is to finish the campaign uh, early June, uh, move ahead, and look at a, probably another resource number at some point. Uh, we're still debating internally whether we should come out now or wait till the next campaign. But again, the strategy is to get us to that 5 million ounces of reserve. And that, to me, is totally achievable in the context of what we see right now in the geology. Uh, my experience in some of these uh, open pitable, bulk mineable gold deposit, it's a great objective to have. And uh, I feel that within the next year or so, we'll be, we'll be pretty close to that. All right. Well, so when might we start to see some drill results coming out? Uh, from your Q1, Q2 program? Are, are you going to save them all up and, and give them to us at the end of that period of time, or are you going to let some out from time to time? Yes, let some out from time to time. We had some news out in February. We put out some news a couple of weeks back. Uh, I would say that every few weeks uh, we will put out uh, updated uh, drill holes, five, six, seven drill holes bunched together. Um, I think that's the best way, the best approach. Uh, we do have a quality control program, so just because we get the results, we need to make sure that uh, everything is uh, is in line with their quality control. And so it takes probably another couple of weeks to get that done. But uh, yeah, I expect at least once a month, maybe twice a month, to get uh, results going into the the summer period. Mm-hmm. Well, your current pit-constrained resource, that, depending on the cutoff, at 2.8 million or 3.5 million, whatever it is, is that, um, and then you talked about 4.4 million ounces that are outside of the pit. Is this conceivably one large pit that would include the 4 or 5 million ounces, or are we talking about different pits? Right now, it looks like several pits, the only reason is because there are many gaps where there's never been any drilling. Ah. The scale of this thing is, is substantial. Um, when you look at um, whether it's Detour or Canadian Malartic, uh, you're looking about an area that's around, you know, five square kilometers, so about three ah. square miles. And when you look at the mineralization that we have here, uh, we're dealing with probably five... Uh, times uh, in terms of the square mile, it's it's huge. So we have to make sure that we fill in all the space that we can. Uh, eventually, we'll get into more definition work, but I want to make sure that all the rocks that we drill, uh, does it carry any gold? Is it high grade, low grade? We obviously need to find more low grade. They'll bring the tons up, but we obviously need to find more high grade. Um, because it's never been mined, we have the opportunity of having high grades. We already have mm-hmm. eight zones over a, a seven-kilometer trend, which is close to five miles. So that's it's a huge wow. target area. So uh, to me, it's 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 all of this put together that will give us uh, you know the full ounces. Mm-hmm. Well, and then I I've can't help but notice that you also made an announcement towards the end of last week that you've doubled the size 
of your property. And I mean, it was already a large property and only a relatively small amount of that has been thoroughly explored. Why, why did you go out and double it from, I don't know, something like 305 square kilometers or something like that? It's huge. What, what yeah, prompted I, you to do that? I think the idea, there was multiple reasons. One, uh, these claims came open in the last couple of years. So we felt as protection claims, let's get them. So we're on trend to the Casabardi break, mm-hmm. uh, the break that's given quite a bit of gold to the west of where we are with Ecla Mining. And the, the second reason, we're looking also at base metal trends, and there's a f- number of them uh, that we've seen on our current property. And we felt, that, okay, by covering this fairly cheaply, it's map staking, so it's done through the government uh, uh, website. Um, we felt that by doing this, it gives us protection, it adds more than 40 kilometers now of, of trend uh, where we had 20 kilometers before. Mm. So I think it's a good strategy, um, you know, as, as moving forward. So there could be some base metal discoveries there too, possibly, but that's not certainly not your focus now, right? That's right. I mean, it's uh, for the longer term, but, uh, you know, we felt that um, because, you know, it's a gold, usually the camps here in, in the Abitibi are, or bimodal, they're combined, right? So it's gold mm-hmm. plus base metals. It's obvious that the gold is, is the most critical one for us, but uh, longer term, uh, there are some base metal signatures on the property uh, that we've seen from historical drilling, uh, plus some of the current drilling that we're seeing now. So I think it's a good thing. Uh, it's sort of an ace uh, in your back pocket that uh, you can keep for, uh, for some time in the future. So you're, uh, I believe you're well-financed, at least for this drill program, this 30,000-meter program. Uh, do I have that right? And, and if so, I suppose you're going to be drilling some more after that, right? You'll probably have to go back to the well and raise some more money? At some point, but uh, there's no rush right now. Um, like I said, we're well-financed to complete the, the program. Uh, we had some pretty good drill prices uh, we have all our staff, uh, so we're okay for now. If we wanted to accelerate the program, um, if we're looking um, to do more infill drilling at some point, we'll need to go back. And uh, uh, so I think right now, let's get this done. You know, hopefully we'll finish all of it before uh, breakup. Um, and if we do have an early breakup, then uh, you know we could uh, let a month go by, then come back and, and finish up. So, you know, it, uh, we're quite flexible in, in our approach here. Sean, let me ask you a question before we have to, I see my engineers telling me we only have a couple of minutes left, but let, let's, to give our listeners an idea of what might be, and we would underscore the word might be, because you have a lot of work to do, you have a lot of drilling to do, a lot of, a lot of science to be carried out yet, scientific work that has to be performed. Uh, you have done some metallurgy, I believe, and, and that, I think, is looking pretty good. Is that right? Yes, I mean, I you know, in the past, the previous vendors had done very limited metallurgy on, on one of the high-grade deposits. Don't forget, we have eight of them. So uh-huh. this time around, we decided to take samples from each of the high-grade zones and a couple of the low-grade zones. So the porphyry was more lower-grade, and uh, so we did metallurgy on each one of these, and uh, it's preliminary, but at least it's giving us an indication that we're in the upper 80s, lower 90s in terms of recovery at some of the grades. 
the lower grades we're dealing with, it's obvious if your grades are going up to 5, 6, 10 grams, your recoveries are much better. But what we're looking at right now is uh, from the gram and a half to two and a half grams as, as what we would consider higher grade in this mm-hmm. bulk gold scenario. And the recovery is around 90%. That's mm-hmm. tremendous. That's just great sure. for us. So no, that's very good. What I was getting at, and when I got my mind went to the side there on that issue, because that's always a very important issue as soon as you can know whether you've got metallurgical issues or not, and, and it looks good so far. But what I was getting at and what I want to ask you about, let's talk about, let's dream a little bit. If your project goes forward and becomes something akin to a couple of the other big guys up there in your neighborhood, the Detour deposit or the Osisco deposit, how is the market pricing? Now, those are very profitable operations. How is the market pricing the gold in the ground per ounce for those for those projects? Well, if I take the the example that I know quite well, the Osisco one, um, you had you know perfect storms at the time back in the early two thousands. Mm-hmm. As the gold was going up, uh, you had a dirt of project. We just came off a really bad uh, market spell. So right. you put all this together and you start showing uh, significant intersections, 100 meters of uh, a gram-plus material. Uh, we knew that there was rocks in the area of uh, the Camelardic mine that did carry lower-grade gold. But the big disadvantage for them is that the high-grade gold, anything over 2 grams was gone, was mined out. Uh-huh. Uh, these, so our reality is that we still have the higher grade zones. And when I say higher grade, anything over two grams. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, we yeah. do have areas of 20 grams, but it's the two gram plus range that we'd love to find more of these. Uh-huh. So the reality is, is that the project, uh, most of the resources now are within 250 meters. So within 750 feet of surface, which is not very deep for an open pit type scenario, uh, we could literally double that distance. And if the geology remains the same, and if the goal remains the same, um, one could expect to have, you know, the 5 million ounces. Yes, possibly. Um, I'd like to think that we have the size of the feet of the, of the deposit more than seven kilometers in length. We have the depth potential. So it gives us a pretty good scenario of low-grade, higher-grade material mix. And knowing that there's two of these deposits that already exist, but the high grades have been lined out, just shows that we need to change the approach, and we always needed to change this approach at Dewey. And, you know, with my experience and some of the team members in here, um, it was important to re-examine the deposit with this information, right? And we felt mm-hmm. that... Yes, it can be done. We can look at it, but it's a major um, size that, to me, is significant. You know, to have yeah. something of, you know, in the order of 15 square kilometers of gold mineralization, we haven't seen yeah. anything like that in the Abitibi. Yeah. That's, um, that's kind of crazy. We're really running out of time now, Jean, unfortunately, but I'd just like to leave my listeners with this thought. Those of you who are interested in looking at this story more closely and also understanding what might be on the upside, go take a look at Osisco or or, uh, or the other project out there in, in Ontario. Uh, I'm talking about, I've, I've, I've lost my train of thought here, the other deposit. Help me out here, Sean. Um, uh, detour. 
Detour. Uh, detour is a better one, perhaps, in a sense, because you can go and see how many ounces in the ground, what the reserves are, and then look at that, the market valuation per ounce. Uh, you know, Orvista isn't there yet, but there's the possibility, and I would ask you to keep your eyes on this story, because as the drill results come out, um, the professional investors are going to start pricing this stock higher, I believe, if they come out uh, in a favorable fashion. Metallurgy and everything continues to be favorable. So, uh, Jean, anything else you'd like to just leave our listeners with before we say goodbye this time? I think you've just hit it right on on the nail there. I mean, right now we're being valued about $10 an ounce, and uh, you look at some of the other projects, uh, which are getting anywhere from, you know, 20 to 50 to even $200 an ounce, yeah. depending on their locale, and we're just starting off here, so we right. have uh, some room to grow. All right, we'll have to leave it go at that. Thank you so much, John, for being with us, and we'll look to do it again sometime soon. Thanks, Jake. Appreciate it. All right. Folks, uh, we got to go to break now, but don't go away because Daryl McMullen will McMillan will be with us. Uh, he's the CEO of Gold Money Network, so don't go away. We'll be right back with Daryl McMullen. Novo Resources focuses on the exploration and development of gold projects. Its flagship asset is the Beaton's Creek Gold Project in Western Australia, where it is currently upgrading and expanding on its resources to produce an economic study in Q3 2017, followed by construction in Q1 2018. Novo enjoys a strong balance sheet and supportive shareholder support from the likes of Eric Sprott and Newmont Mining. It trades in Canada and the U.S. under the symbols NVO and NSRP. RPF respectively. Dynasert is a global leader in carbon emission reduction technologies. Created for use in diesel engines, the hydrogen unit has been proven to reduce carbon emissions by up to 40%, increase torque, improve engine oil quality, and provide up to 19% in fuel savings. Our leading edge technology is designed for tractor trailers, rail, marine, and newly developed for diesel engine cars. Reducing the amount of greenhouse gases provides benefits to the environment, to communities and businesses, and to our shareholders. Arvista Gold's only asset is the Douay Gold Project, which is located in northern Quebec. The Douay Project currently hosts an NI43101 resource of approximately 3 million ounces of gold and is considered to be the largest undeveloped and independent gold project in Quebec. Arvista has significant upside potential to further grow its resources and is currently undergoing an extensive 2017 drill campaign. Arvista Gold trades on the TSXV under the symbol AVA and on the OTCQB under the symbol ARVSF. For more information on Arvista, please visit arvistagold.com. Uranium Energy Corps, NYSE Market, UEC, is a leader in the coming bull market in uranium. With spot uranium up more than 40% in two months, the new bull market is just starting. UEC has the cash, the licensed resources, the permitted processing center, the advanced technology, and the experienced team to lead this market. Get to know this exciting company now by visiting uraniumenergy.com. NYSE Market, UEC. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. 
If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. I'm your host, Jay Taylor, and I'm really pleased to have with me Daryl McMullen. Daryl has uh, driven successful new payment and commerce innovations for the past 15 years, including the launch and leadership of PayPal during his first eight years in Canada. Mm -hmm. And he has worked closely with uh, both as an advisor and investor, entrepreneur, with entrepreneurs, developers, and industry uh, partners to accelerate the growth of new fintech payments and commerce experiences. And indeed, that's what he's involved with to a great extent uh, with uh, with gold money. Uh, Daryl, we're really pleased to have you with us again. Thanks for joining us today. Jay, great great to talk to you again. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well, and uh, I, I want to hear that gold money is doing well, too. So uh, yeah, it, We are. You know, it's, uh, it's been encouraging to see the progress. Uh, we're probably our own uh, hardest critics internally just to, because uh, we've got big aspirations for the company, but every month we uh, continue to grow the business, and uh, it seems like a lot of our customers continue to grow with us on, on an individual basis as well. So it's been great to see. Where would you say your growth is most? Is it on the personal side or is it on the business side? Yeah, so far it's, it's been much more on the personal side, and that's where our focus has been as well. And I think whenever you're building out an ecosystem, you kind of, you know, the, the uh, sides of supply and demand and whatnot. I think um, the obvious one for most people initially is, um, how do we make a much easier and more efficient way for people to accumulate gold? And um, so for individuals, they're um, seeing all the kind of advancements that gold money has had over the last 18 months or so. Um, and we've seen quite a bit of international growth and expansion because of that. We you know, allow people to um, uh, buy gold in many different local currencies. Uh, we've added the ability to link bank accounts. Uh, we've added different functionality like uh, PayPal, uh, Alipay, and China Union Pay for Asia, uh, and a number of other different bank integrations around the world. All right, so... so the, I, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh, no, no, you I go ahead. I think that the uh, first step is people are saying, hey, this is a great new way to be able to buy gold. Maybe I can't afford to buy you know, a coin at a time, but I want to be able to, to get in the game. And so they're either buying $100 or, or a week or $100 a month, whatever the case is, and turning it into kind of like a, a savings account for themselves. Uh, and then over time, they're kind of building up their position. And the, of course, the, the benefit there, long-term at least, if not in the short run, is that gold retains its value, where if you're putting your money in a bank account to get zero interest rates and you have fees and everything, you're losing your savings. You're, you're losing your purchasing power, your wealth. And I know yeah, that... I mean, uh, we've I mean had- ultimately, gold is money, right? It's a like cash or a currency. You need to compare what gold does compared to other, what other currencies are doing. And exactly what you said, Jay, in order to preserve your purchasing power, you want to be in the strongest currency or at least have some exposure to it. So... Uh, we are often, you know, forced by default to save in our local currency, whether that's U.S. dollars or euros or British pounds or Canadian dollars. Um, if you look at the performance of gold against currencies, 
Um, you can even just look, look at the numbers right now. Even just this year, I know gold's having a strong day today. Um, but overall for this year, gold versus the U.S. dollar is about 9%. Um, yeah. And against most other currencies, it's between 8 and 12%. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, if I want to not put my money at risk, and uh, I know often sometimes gold is, is viewed upon as an investment, um, but it's we really look at it as a savings vehicle for someone to be able to preserve their wealth. Um, it just wasn't really able to be used as a currency historically. And so I think that was the genesis of the gold money technology is it's not just about the ability to buy gold. It's then the ability to use gold whenever you want to. So being able to um, spend it as a, as a payment to someone else very cost effectively, um, being able to use it at a point of sale if you're traveling. I know I recently just traveled um, down to Mexico and I used my gold balance and my gold money MasterCard wherever I traveled, that that vacation becomes a lot cheaper when you're using the, the currency or the gold that has a better purchasing power. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm familiar with the gold money um, MasterCard. I have one. I've used it, yeah. and I must say it it works quite well. So let's let's just explain to our listeners how they go about doing that. So you can go out and you can buy gold uh, as a very small amounts of gold. You can you buy it and you store it in a in an account, right? And then when you yeah, want to, you, if you think of what Gold Money offers as a company, right? Is the company offers first gold savings accounts. Uh, second, so you can you can be able to buy gold in any increment. Uh, in, in just about any funding mechanism you want. So if you want to move from your bank account or credit card or, or PayPal, as I mentioned. Um, but then if you need to send uh, value to other people around the world, maybe you need to send money to friends and family abroad, uh, being able to send your gold balance uh, is a lot more cost-effective way of being able to transfer value than typical kind of money transfer type services. Um, or if you wanted to be able to just spend and use your gold yourself, um, you can use that through the Gold Money MasterCard. You get a, a physical MasterCard that acts like a prepaid debit card. So you mm-hmm. can, you know, wherever you're doing your everyday spending offline uh, or online, you can use your gold as, as a money value. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you're a merchant and you're a business and you want to be able to earn gold uh, as a form of payment, uh, there are a number of different payment tools that we've uh, offered people as well so they can collect payment by anyone and, and receive gold as the payment value. Okay. Um, so, I mean, that's what you did when you went to Mexico. You used your, your prepaid MasterCard? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I could have, uh, I'm here in Canada and I could have used my Canadian dollar. Uh, most of the transactions were in U.S. dollars when I was in Mexico. Uh, a 70 cent dollar, my purchasing power would have been a lot less. Instead, I used my gold balance uh, and just uh, used my gold uh, wherever MasterCard was accepted or even went to an ATM and able to pull out local currency uh, a lot more cost-effective than trying to convert my uh, my local dollars. Right. So the way it works is you sell your gold from your savings account and you buy dollars or whatever currency it is and you put it into your prepaid MasterCard. Then you can start to use that. You lock Correct. in the, the price of gold that you get paid for at that point. Now you're, you switch your gold back into currencies, and ultimately you're spending your currencies after you, yeah, after so you put I it mean, into MasterCard. Ultimately what you're doing for any individual is you're giving them a choice now. Every time I have a transaction, do I want to use my local currency? Does that have a better purchasing power, or do I want to use my gold? Um, for, for many people, I think that's what they like. It's not about shifting everything one versus the other, 
But it's yeah. the fact that now you have this choice. I mean, gold has never lost its, the fundamentals from its value standpoint, but it just was inoperable on in how we transact over the last <laughs> 20, 30 years type of thing. It's not like you could uh, easily liquidate your gold historically, but now yeah. through but now you can. Uh, the wonders of our digital technology, you're able to kind of use it like a, a modern-day currency. Right. Um, well, that takes care. That's sort of the personal side of things. Um, mm-hmm. One of the uh, one of my listeners uh, wrote, and he he wanted he wanted to make sure that you were back on the show. He says, "I have a request for you to sure. have Daryl McMullen uh, back on the show." He said he was on last November. I think that's when we had you on last. And he says there is still plenty of mistrust amongst my colleagues regarding the process of saving money using this process of saving money. Now, he wasn't specific about that, but I guess one of the things people wonder, how do we know the gold is safe? How do we know it's there? And another question a lot of people have is, how can I be sure that I'm that I'm reporting my uh, my gains or losses properly for the IRS or Revenue Canada or whoever you're yep. subject to? Both. Both great questions, and um, uh, of course, a lot of people want to make sure that the gold is actually there. So one of yeah. the things, we heard that loud and clear, and one of the things that we added on the website, if you go to goldmoney.com, right on the homepage, there is a real-time ledger uh, and a real-time audit of every transaction and every balance that exists on the Gold Money Network. And in fact, I don't know any other financial institution that publishes this uh, this way at all. So there's something called a real-time audit right on the homepage. And you can see in real time, every transaction that happens on the site, people are actually transacting and any uh, transaction that settles and has a physical piece of metal allocated to it um, is uh, stamped on this ledger. Uh, so you're able to view exactly every vault location, the number of transactions that are happening, the most recent transactions that are happening. Um, when you are buying gold on the platform, you have the choice as an individual on where you want to have your gold stored. Um, mm-hmm. So we have uh, seven Brinks uh, vault locations. We have uh, Toronto, New York, Hong Kong, Singapore, London, Dubai, and Zurich. And we also uh, turned on the Royal Canadian Mint as a partner uh, late last year. It was, I think, after we talked last um, Mm -hmm. in Ottawa. And so uh, that's another vault location. And we're starting to work with a number of other different mints and other vaulting operators around the world. So people have choices on where they actually want to have their gold stored. Um, But every uh, transaction that happens on the platform is backed by a 4.9 LBMA COMEX standard uh, physical piece of metal and a serialized bar of gold. Um, and um, the uh, everything is audited, of course, by KPMG, and, and uh, everything is insured uh, by the vaulting location as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about fees, Daryl. Uh, what, yep. what do you charge if I want to go out and buy some gold? What, what sort of a fee am I going to pay for that, and what am I going to pay for storage? I believe there's, a, there's no storage cost up to a certain limit. Is that right? Yeah, that's a great question. So, um, the, and, and, but before we go on to that, I think there was another question you had there. One was about how can I know the gold is there so we have the real Oh, yeah, on. the other one has, was how do I keep track of the accounting? Because I know that, Correct. you know, I've, I've talked to my accountant about using this because we could have my subscribers, for example, could, uh, could pay me in gold. And if they, had a, if they had a gold account, 
but my accountant is very concerned about the accounting aspects, the, the complexity of, of accounting and also reporting to the IRS. Uh, and that's, yeah, that was the issue. And that we've, we've kind of taken care of all of that for you. So every uh, month uh, we do produce automatic statements for you on your account. So when you log into your account, um, you can, there's a, an option on the left side that says statements. And every single month, you get a, um, a statement, and you also get an annual statement. So for your accountant, if they want to look at a monthly level or at an annual level, you have statements that are available to you all the time online. Um, so in a web format, you can have it emailed to you. You can have it in a PDF format. Um, they're very straightforward. It shows every single purchase of gold you made on the platform and every redemption and the rates and, uh, and differences that are in there. So from an accounting standpoint, it kind of solves all the headaches uh, for anyone trying to track their gold where they, you simply just need to uh, download your statement, hand that over to the accountant, and it's uh, pretty straightforward. So you can now, uh, in, in the United States as well as around the world, I understand that one gold money uh, account, savings account, you can transfer money to another gold money person uh, account uh, in some other country in someone else's name, right? Correct. So that was something that... Uh, we turned on in the U.S. in the fall as well. So the um, I know uh, historically um, we had limitations on from a payments capabilities what could be done in the U.S., but uh, we've since been able to um, turn on that capability for the U.S. as well. So if you're um, uh, you know someone in uh, in California and you have family abroad and you want to be able to send them the value of your gold as either a gift or money owing. Uh, you can do that very simply just by indicating um, through the, the, who's the uh, recipient's email address or phone number, and uh, you can transfer the amount of gold based on whatever currency value you want. So you can say, I want to send $100 U.S. of uh, my gold to my uh, mother in Italy, and um, she will receive the equivalent of $100 worth of gold in her gold money account. She can then sell that gold for euros. She can uh, hold on to the gold. She can send it to someone else, whatever her choice would like to be. Mm-hmm. Is, is there a fee for that? So there's no fee for transferring gold between two parties. Um, when you talk about fees in terms of buying gold or storing gold, uh, which has often been um, some of the burden and friction to be able to sure. get access to gold, uh, so we've made it very, very simple um, for users. So you get up to a kilo, basically, of free storage. So a kilo uh-huh. is uh, uh, roughly about thirty-five, dollars $36,000. Um, uh-huh. So you can have a balance uh, up to that amount uh, for free. Uh, anything above that, there is a small storage fee, but it's uh, uh, very, very small. It's a few different basis points. Um, and we have uh, a number of different wealth account options for people as well. So we have a number of people that um, uh, would like to not only have gold, but they'd like to have silver. Uh, they also may want to maintain cash balances uh, through our wealth product as well. So we offer a number of different functionality capabilities for someone wanting to be able to um, uh, be able to put more of their balance into the gold money platform and still have a very, very cost-effective way of storage. In terms of buying gold itself, 
uh, we pride ourselves on being one of the most cost-effective ways of being able to buy gold and being able to hold a gold balance. So uh, it will the, the rates will vary depending on where you are in the world, what funding mechanism you're using in the world, and what currency you're using in the world. Um, but it's uh, generally as low as uh, half a percent within spot price. So if I have, say, uh, my Wells Fargo bank account and I want to be able to set up a reoccurring deposit from my bank account into gold money, um, that would cost you a half a percent uh, mm-hmm. to be able to move that money from U.S. dollars into gold. And uh, the balance uh, sitting in your gold money account is free up to, like I said, up to uh, about $36,000. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, that's uh, that. That's really great. I think we're we're just about out of time here. I, you mentioned the uh, uh, gold money or the wealth accounts. That's that's really what James Turk's company is all about. Yet still, isn't it? And they do provide a lot of information there. What, what can they access uh, the wealth account through goldmoney.com as well? I guess. Yeah. So there there's been a slow migration over time. What we've done is you know the gold money and James Turk's uh, historical business and the um, uh, the original Bitgold business. We merged those two companies together, um, and we've continued to kind of evolve and enhance both products. And you'll continue to see more evolution of that. So uh, we're seeing more and more people want to be able to have more access to all the d- different uh, functionality of what the wealth account had, um, but have it in a much more modern interface and, and whatnot. So um, right. we work very fast, and we, you've seen a lot of enhancements. I think every single month we we launch a number of new different products or new product enhancements. So all right, we're we're going to have to let it go at that. Um, yeah. Sorry, we're, we're we're out of time. Unfortunately, uh, we had a little no technical difficulty to start with. But I thank you very much for being with us again, and we'll have to do it again sometime at, at, when you come through with some more products. Thank you so much for being with That's us. Good. And thanks, Jay. All the best, and we'll, we'll talk to you soon. Well, folks, next week, John Rubino is with me. You won't want to miss what he has to say. There's really some reasons to believe that it, the policymakers can't allow interest rates to go up ever. And uh, I don't know of any better news for owning gold than, than that. If that's true, um, John Rubino will explain next week, so be sure you're with us. Until then, goodbye and God's blessings to you. Thank you again for listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor. Please join us again next Tuesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. DynaCert is a global leader in carbon emission reduction technologies. Created for use in diesel engines, the hydrogen unit has been proven to reduce carbon emissions by up to 40%, increase torque, improve engine oil quality, and provide up to 19% in fuel savings. Our leading-edge technology is designed for tractor trailers, rail, marine, and newly developed for diesel engine cars. Reducing the amount of greenhouse gases provides benefits to the environment, to communities and businesses, and to our shareholders. Chilean Metals is a Canadian junior exploration company focusing on high-potential copper, gold prospects in Chile and Canada. Chilean Metals Zulima Property is a Candelaria-like prospect, one of the largest mines in the world. 
The company has begun its drill program in Chile on a Zulima property and should be completed by the end of February. We also own a 3% royalty on future production on Tech Resources Copa Query property, potentially worth millions of dollars annually. This is the time to invest in Chilean metals, a discovery story with a hedge. Traded TSX Venture under symbol CMX. Arvista Gold's only asset is the Douay Gold Project, which is located in northern Quebec. The Douay Project currently hosts an NI43101 resource of approximately 3 million ounces of gold and is considered to be the largest undeveloped and independent gold project in Quebec. Arvista has significant upside potential to further grow its resources and is currently undergoing an extensive 2017 drill campaign. Arvista Gold trades on the TSXV under the symbol AVA and on the OTCQB under the symbol ARVSF. For more information on Arvista, please visit arvistagold.com. TriMetals Mining is a growth-focused mineral exploration company exploring and developing its near-surface Gold Springs Gold Silver Project in mining-friendly Nevada and Utah. TriMetals has only drilled less than 10% of the gold targets at Gold Springs, and it already has a gold resource with a robust preliminary economic assessment. TriMetals believes that with further drilling, there is a significant potential to discover 3 to 5 million ounces of gold at Gold Springs. TriMetals shares are listed on the OTCQX and the TSX under symbols TMIAF and TMI respectively, and its website is trimetalsmining.com.